Broadcasting from another dimension, deep within the Ghost Shrimp National Forest, sending you secrets from the future. Directly into your motherfucking mind. <laughs> That's right, everybody. You know what time it is. It's time for another great and inspirational and inappropriate episode of <gasps> the Goshen Ben Friends Podcast, episode 25. Holy fucking dicks and titties. How did we get to 25 episodes? They fucked up by letting us get this far. Down, 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 down. Oh, yeah. Shout out to all those government employees tapping into this podcast, writing notes in that go into the file, monitoring myself and the secret society of ghost scouts you know what i'm saying because you know we're on that fbi watch list for speaking the truth for spreading the truth about the reptile alien shape-shifting overlords you know we got it you know what i'm saying this flat hollow earth we're all up in it we know about the secrets we're discovering the secrets of the masons you know what i'm saying we know all about your abandoned uh, temples that have been flooded out, filled with baby coffins. You know what I'm saying? Mold damage, locked doors down into inner earth. How Wow, what a ride it's been. What a fucking ride that it has been on this podcast so far. I can't even remember when we started it. It had to have been last year. Um, and, uh, woo, I could probably sort of do the mental math if my mind was right, but, uh, I am once again fighting off sickness. Uh, woke up with a sore throat today. I have a long day ahead of me. I got the 12 week online group workshop round three. So I just popped off the hype video, the assignment video this morning for that. And I'm jumping on this podcast for all you uh, podcast listeners out there. You know I don't want to leave you out there. You know I don't want to leave you in the cold. Um, and then after this, i got to jump into a day of vid chatting with my wonderful students from all around the United States. And also, shout out to Joe in New Zealand. Um, so I have a full slate ahead of me nonetheless, even though I'm feeling less than uh perfect i popped some day quill uh and i got the coffee going you know what i'm saying and i got my water going and uh i'm uh doing the intermittent fasting but uh uh once lunchtime rolls around i'll be eating up that yummy delicious nutritious food to make me feel good um fuck what's been going on we haven't had a one-on-one episode in a minute, um, so I figured I'd jump back in. We've had, man, what uh, what a bunch of awesome guests we've had. Shout out to all my friends uh, that have jumped on this Ghost Shrimp and Friends podcast. We haven't even scratched the surface. That's the insane part about it. Um, I got so many dope friends that I want to share with you, and you are becoming my friend too. 
truly um i really appreciate all the listeners to the goshen preference podcast out there um but yeah baby juniper was home again this week all week i'm losing track of it now but the last three weeks uh have been pretty rough in the bandit family household um shout out to all the parents out there in the struggle because the struggle is real with kids getting the flu and kids getting this and that right now juniper has pneumonia a sinus infection and some other shit that's super contagious among the youngins um rsv some rvs i don't know it sounds like an std that better not be an std i'll tell you what you know what i'm saying i tell you what um and uh damn man yeah she was home all week so my schedule has been pretty pretty wacky uh i've just been trying to um be home with the sick kids uh with my sick wife um and uh and uh trying to maintain you know what i'm saying trying to still be a little bit productive um i had to uh push my uh that raw rolling paper um uh, the raw rolling paper tray that I'm doing, um, the tray, I should say the rolling tray for raw rolling papers. Uh, what's the right way to say that? My brain is upside down right now, uh, floating in its own juices. Um, but, uh, that took about a week longer than I had anticipated, but it is finished and it's looking super fucking dope. I've been posting teasers, a little, not teasers, but a little detail pics. Someone was like, stop teasing. Uh, I'm like, nah, 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 you can see the whole illustration, but I will be posting it up. Um, and uh, I've been posting a little detail, a little juicy details. Um, I had a really fun time with this one. And I, it, like I said before, it's just a Hall of Fame job um, that came about super organically. The art director for Raw hit me up on Instagram and, uh, you know, said that they just love my stuff and they wanted to, you know, keep me stocked with swag, um, you know, rolling papers or whatnot. Because, uh, you know, I'm assuming because I, uh, you know, kind of let, let it be known that I'm a, a habitual marijuana user. Um, so, uh, they, they were super, super cool. And, uh, the art director reached out to me and just said like, we don't want anything in return. We just want to hit you with swag and let us know when you need anything and we'll keep you stocked up. They sent me a whole bunch of fucking rolling papers, a shirt, a rolling tray, just a whole sweet swag bag. Um, so shout out to raw for just being super cool. And then, um, you know, a little bit after that, uh, you know, I said uh, to them, what do you think about doing some ghost shrimp rolling trays? And he said, holy shit. You know, I just hit him back on IG um, and they slid up, slide, slide him back in those DMs and, uh, you know, said, what do you think about some ghost shrimp rolling trays? How dope would that be? And he was like, holy shit. I was just about to contact you this week with that same idea so it was a perfect uh situation and he has been nothing but super cool just letting me absolutely do my own thing on this just saying do anything you want and uh it shows um it uh came out great one of my favorite pieces and definitely just a hall of fame piece to be able to do something like this for raw rolling papers and have a rolling tray i love the idea of this illustration being used to roll 
thousands and thousands and thousands of spliffs and joints and fucking cross joints. And I want to, you know, I want to see, I want to, when these get out there, I want to see pics of people using them. I want to see these in use. You know what I'm saying? Um, I will definitely repost them. Um, so, uh, I don't know what the time frame is. I think they're just gonna, you know, get this thing in production. Um, but, uh, yeah, hopefully it's out by the summertime, um, when marijuana is legal in Vermont and we can be using, uh, of course, responsibly, uh, I can be using these trays to roll some fucking joints when we're getting creative at Ghost Scout training camp this year. What you think about that? Um, that's going to be some fucking real dope shit. So I just cannot wait, um, for, uh, for that to happen and, uh, very excited about that. And then I just, uh, popped off some sketches, uh, for this new album cover that I'm doing and it's going to be super fucking dope. I got my concept and I'm super fucking hyped about it. Um, and, uh, I'm going to be working on that, um, and, uh, yeah, and I got some other shit lined up after that. Um, the dude who got the, uh, Shiva who originally hit me up and commissioned that Shiva, not a Raja piece that I did. Um, he, and got that tattooed on his side, uh, that, that the idea was I was going to commission him this original artwork for Shiva, not a Raja. Cause he's, you know, he's really into that, that, uh, deity, that character. And then, uh, with possible use for a tattoo and dude loved it and, um, got the tattoo and I've posted that on Instagram. Um, very cool. It's a whole six side piece. And uh, now he wants to balance it out with another uh, character on the other side. So we're going to be doing another piece. Um, and, uh, I haven't do- dove into the details of that yet. Um, cause we're not there yet, but, uh, it's, it's, it's in the queue and I cannot wait to get to that project because the Shiva Nataraja one was super fun. Um, you know, he wanted, uh, he wanted my take on a traditional Shiva Nataraja. So it's kind of a really fun, uh, illustration problem to solve how to get all the, all the, um, you know, the, the, you know, Shiva, not a Raja is this, this, uh, Shiva in the, in the, in this special, you know, pose, uh, in the special dance of creation and destruction and has all these items that are meaningful and how to work that in and still make it my own, do my own twist. Cause you know, I'm always trying to come at it from a different angle. The thing I think about the most is, you know, um, what haven't somebody done yet with this? And, uh, you know, especially something as iconic as that, where you Google it and, all these Shivas come up and all these artistic interpretations on the same theme come up. And I thought, you know, how can I really take this and make it my own? Um, which is, you know, really my philosophy with work in general. Every time I'm doing a piece for a client, I'm always doing it for myself first because that's where, that's how I make the best work. I would be doing them a disservice if I just did work for them. Um, I know that when I'm doing the work for myself, I'm having fun with it at the desk. I'm pushing for those breakthroughs. I'm digging, digging, digging deep, deep into that paper um, to uh, to 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 try to make the best piece I've ever made before. Um, you know, so uh, it's uh, it's 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 always a uh, you know really fun challenge to do the best piece I can and also f- fulfill the parameters of the assignment. So um, truly, I love illustration. I'm a natural born illustrator. It's in my fucking DNA. You know what I'm saying? 
Um, so, uh, my mind's a little, a little frazzled today. Uh, It's not quite there. I'm probably at about 75% right now. So forgive me if I'm a little more, uh, tangent-ish than usual. Um, I'm gonna try to keep this one pretty concise. Um, we're going to answer some questions. I just want to give everybody an update on where I'm at. Um, but I've had just such a fun time working on this podcast and just catching up with my friends, um, you know, talking to Andy uh, Ristino last time was super great and uh, Anthony Scott before that and and Jesse Moynihan before that. Just going back, like, just, man, like, these people are so talented. Um, I'm so just humbled and inspired and, and pumped up to know these people, to have, have my career cross paths with these people, have my life and my friendships uh, intertwined with these people, my destiny. Um, you know, it's so uh, cool to be able to look up and, and uh, you know, like I said, I, 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 I don't like... I really don't cruise the illustration annuals or look at like a lot of modern work. Um, the people's work that I follow is truly my friend's work. These people that my life is actually connected to. I mean, of course I'll jump on and see whatever works around and, and, and appreciate it and stuff, but I don't actively seek it out. Um, to the contrary, in college, I really tried not to look at anything because I wanted my shit to be unique. I really originality was has always been really important to me um, to to be independent and original. Um, so, uh, so to you know have all these great creative friends that I'm really invested in, um, you know, in their careers and 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 seeing them do their thing and really inspiring me to keep stepping my game up. It's just such an important component of my life. And uh, I really experienced my life through my work and through these relationships with these incredible artists. Um, so uh, I'm just so glad that I you know, that I know them and that I, you know, got the wacky idea to, to do this podcast where I'm just talking to my friends. Cause, uh, it's fucking great. Um, so I hope everybody's been enjoying it. Um, you know, I got my fucking juicy old cup of coffee going. What if they made beef jerky coffee? You know what I'm saying? That would be fucking the shit. I would love a fucking good old meaty cup. And at the bottom, instead of like the coffee grinds, there's like just beef jerky grinds and you fucking have some beef jerky coffee sounds really good. Um, I can't believe that still nobody's made a tobacco beer. Like where is like the, like the, the you know, there's all these craft breweries now and shit. How has nobody combined like the two most addictive, uh, you know, substances in mainstream reality are the two most, uh, uh, you know, illegal, <laughs> two most legal addictive substances of mainstream reality. Um, you know, you get like a, of course there's sugar in, in beer already probably, or, or, you know, whatever it creates sugar in your body. But, uh, what if you had a sugar, uh, tobacco beer, my God, if someone could pull off that with just the notes and the, and the addictive elements in there, woo, I mean, they brew it with everything nowadays. You can't, you tell me you can't brew a little tobacco in that beer. It's got, I guess maybe it's even happened. You know what I'm saying? That South Carolina tobacco beer. Um, it's like, they're just the guys brewing the beer, are just chewing the chaw. They're chewing the tobacco chew and they're dipping in their lips and they're just spitting in the vat as it's brewing. Um, that would be a brew right there. That's some back home. That's some back home recipe right there, boy. I tell you what, I tell you what, what is that from? That's stuck in my head. I tell you what, I know that's a thing that I'm fucking, 
ripping off. God damn it. I hate it when I'm ripping off something and I can't remember what it is. Shout outs to whoever I'm ripping off. Um uh let's see. So uh what else has been going on? People have been sick. Um I've been drawing this raw rolling tray. Um about to jump into this album cover. Uh, about to go on vacation. About to hit up New Hampshire for a week. Um take the kids to my parents' house, a little uh vacation at the grandparents um for the kiddos uh which is gonna be really fun athena's headed out to la for the week so uh be on the lookout she's going back home where she was born and raised in uh, hollywood california um to uh connect with her friends and family out there and uh so that's pretty cool so uh i will be doing a podcasting from new hampshire next week um, I'm gonna get a guest on. I've tried to do solo podcasts twice from my parents' house and it just hasn't worked. I just get too distracted to pull it off. So, uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna line up another guest next week and, uh, oh, I've got some fucking awesome guests lined up as well, um, that are going to be coming in. I uh, just reached out to Scott C and he is down. I said, yo, bro, do you want to come on the ghost room of friends podcast? And he responded, fuck yes, all caps. So that's how we're living in this shit. So if anybody's a fan of Scott C look forward to him jumping up on this podcast in the future. The future is bright. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to Chris D'Elia wearing those sunglasses inside because the future is bright. You know what I'm saying? Um, getting pretty hyped for all the Ghost Scout stuff happening this year. Um, all the Ghost Scouts are, well, some of the, many of the Ghost Scouts are RSVPing to the Ghost Scout Summit. Uh, that will be happening the first weekend in June. Uh, that is a time for all of the Ghost Scouts to come and recreate in the Ghost Shrimp National forest it's an open week where everybody all scouts are invited and uh, they can bring a friend if they want an approved guest um that is uh down to uh get with the program and we're gonna do some fun building stuff uh, prepping for uh training camp year seven uh up there in the woods and just having fun and drawing and doing some cool ass shit you know what I'm saying? Getting out, probably doing a little hike, uh, doing a little swimming. Um, it's hard to imagine now with the, right now it's just dumping snow. We got the snow coming down outside here in the Northeast Kingdom of Vermont. Um, we've got about, right now we only have about a foot of like hard pack snow and it's fucking super icy everywhere. So uh, I'm glad to see some fresh snow falling. We had an unordinately uh, warm day. It was like 60 degrees the other day and uh, fucking everything just kind of melted down and got packed down. We had like a nice couple feet of snow and then it all condensed into like a foot of like just jam packed icy snow and uh but yeah now it's dumping down so it's super beautiful i love the winter y'all know that um i think i'd probably do all the things that you're not supposed to do when you're like broadcasting to people i'm like um and then i say like repetitive things all the time and um i definitely know that some of the conversations that happened uh with uh with the about the 
about the animation industry have been, uh, I, I know I was being a little repetitive with some of my points of view. One of the things you realize pretty quick when you have a podcast is, man, I talk about the same kind of shit a lot. Um, so, you know, I'm always trying to, uh, you know, it's, is hard because if, if you yourself as the listener started your podcast, you trust me, you get into the same shit. You'd be like, wow. Okay. I, I kind of have the same talking points that I go to. So it's a great time for me to become more conscious of that. And I'm always trying, you know, you only have like, I don't know. I mean, hopefully I'm always expanding my points of view because I'm such an open-minded person. Um, and uh, moving it along. And uh, I definitely don't mean to shit on the animation industry. Like, hopefully people understand that. I feel like the predominant um, view on the animation industry is that everybody just wants to get in there at all costs and no matter what in any position and stuff. So, you know, I feel like doing a little kind of like uh, alternate take on it, um, like a behind the curtains, you know, obviously it's my point of view and stuff like that. Um you know, uh, you know, just, just a little bit of, of, of some other kind of ideas about, you know, uh, careers in the animation industry and some of the, some of the, some of the less inspiring stuff I saw there. But that being said, um, you know, I have, you know, just, just, just on people getting burnt out and shit like that. And some people, it just really being a job for them and, and how it can kind of like suck the, suck the, uh, artistic, uh, voice out of people sometimes. But, you know, I'm super, super into, uh, the, you know, the stuff that, you know, some of the stuff that's created in the animation industry. And, um, I think that it is great that it's there. Um, you know, hopefully, uh, I don't know, like conversations like the ones we're having, maybe that stuff, you know, someday trickles into, you know, people making adjustments that make it more, uh, you slow down the pace a little bit, um, you know, uh, make it more emphasis about the, about the artist's voice, uh, over the executive notes and, and, and shit like that. Maybe people have a little more faith in the artists that they're working with. Um, it's a funny paradox where they go, we just want you to do your thing. We love what you do. Come do it. And then they go, but make it just like SpongeBob, but make it just like this, but here's a bunch of executive notes from, from people people that are, have never been creative in their lives. Uh, and you know, they're giving you notes on how to make this more cliche. And <laughs> here I go again, bashing it. But, um, you know, so that's just like one kind of like side thought process, but, um, it's a super cool industry. There's so many creative people working there. There's a lot of people just totally killing it and doing their thing in the industry. I think some people, you know, for me, the fit is like, you know, it has to be kind of the perfect fit for me to really thrive um, in that industry uh, because I'm just a non-conformist person. I'm not an office person. Um, I really like to do my own thing, have my own voice as an artist, push my shit really far, you know, push the inappropriateness of things. So there's a lot of reasons why I have the points of view that I have about about it. Um, but I truly appreciate that it's there. And I know a lot of people, um, really love their jobs there and, and are able to really express themselves, um, you know, in that format, you know what I'm saying? In that collaborative, um, format and, and probably the restrictions that apply to, you know, getting to that level. I mean, when you're at the top level, when you're at the, the level where you're making TV show animation, you know, or, 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 uh, motion picture animation, you know, there, obviously there's going to be tons of scrutiny. There's going to be tons of, uh, you know, of that's, you're going to get the most feedback at that level and stuff like that. And, and, and have the most people in the room, you're going to have the most cooks in the kitchen to, uh, to use a cliche term, 
but that doesn't mean that you know you can't get the right the right ingredients and everything's just comes out perfectly um so uh you know i know a lot of people are uh, i don't just want to bash it you know what i'm saying and i know some of the guests that i that I have come on are going to be just loving what they do in the industry. And, uh, you know, and, and it's going to be, um, it's going to be, uh, you know, we're going to get some different points of view and I hope we have, you know, I hope it hasn't just been one note, but I didn't want to, I, I, you know, I hope we're not bumming everybody, bumming anybody out. Um, and I hope we also have said a lot of cool things about it too. Okay. I feel like I'm getting a low on a tangent now. I'm getting down this rabbit hole. So I'm going to take another zip of this juicy on gobble gobble. All right, let's see. Um, what do we got? To, what do we? What do we? What do we got? 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 Going now. Um, we got some awesome fucking questions from listeners. Um, and uh, this one is going to be anonymous um, because of the nature of the. It's a very personal question that someone sent me, and I asked them if it was okay if I answered it on the podcast and kept them anonymous. Um, so uh, let's see. Here we go. Um, the subject line is just need some advice. And uh, the person says, hey, man, I occasionally listen to and enjoy the podcast. And I was just wondering if you could share a little advice or insight. I'm a senior at high school, 18 years old and still a virgin. There are a few factors going into this, like how I used to practice abstinence. But now I don't uh, now I don't, and I feel like I'm wasting my life. I feel intense sexual frustration every now and then uh, with no satisfying release. I do decent in school, work a part-time job, and have a good social life with lots of friends. However, I don't talk to any of them about these feelings because they've already because they've either already lost their virginity and might just see me as pathetic or our religious folks who probably wouldn't appreciate that sort of talk. Currently, I don't think a relationship is right for me and kind of just want to screw. You feel me? Of course I do, dog. Um, the thing is I have no clue how to navigate the world of sex, and I don't want to make anybody uncomfortable by coming on too strong and whatnot. After listening to how open you were on the first episode of the podcast, I thought you might be the right dude to bring this dilemma to. Thank you. Um, true. Wow. There's so much there. Um, what a, what a, what a, a vulnerable and powerful question to ask, first of all. So shout out to my anonymous, uh, 18 year old virgin. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, let's see, where do we start with this? Um, I don't think there's anything wrong with being a, uh, 18 year old virgin. Um, you know what I'm saying? I think I lost my virginity at like the age of 18, uh, after basketball camp one day. Um, this girl that I've been, uh, flirting with and talking to in school, um, we ended up, uh, meeting up at my, at my parents' house and, uh, having sexual relations on their bed. Um, it was definitely, uh, very lackluster. Uh, I had no idea what I was doing. I was like overwhelmed with uh, the intensity and the sensation of everything, and uh, definitely did like did not get uh, fully erect. Like was just like half chubbing, just be like overwhelmed with like what was going on and just not knowing, being nervous and being just like just being totally uh, you know out of my mind. Like that this is actually happening. Um, and, uh, so it was, uh, it was very quick, uh, and, and I didn't have an orgasm. Um, I was just like, you know, just like kind of did it. And then it was just kind of like, you know, 
I was like, okay, I guess we're done. Like I really didn't even know what we were doing. Um, <laughs> and she was much more experienced than me. Uh, and, uh, and, and she was like, I, the, there's a few things that I remember, but I remember her saying like, that uh, her boyfriend was going to get out of jail soon. Um, <laughs> I remember one day, I think that was a different day. I think we were like chilling in this field uh, near the house. And she was like, my boyfriend's going to get out of jail soon. Um, and I was like, oh, cool. Um, <laughs> after the fact, I think. Um, and uh, and uh, I remember she said that, uh, I remember she told me, these are just things that stuck out. She told me that um, her boyfriend used to take off the condoms and, and, or I guess it was like her ex-boyfriend, but then they're going to get together once he was out of jail or something like that. So I wasn't, you know, I'm not, I've never been into hooking up with people with boyfriends or girlfriends, but I just remember vividly that she said that when they were done having sex, her boyfriend would keep the, would throw the condoms in like an empty coffee can or something like that. I don't know why that just stood out of my mind. But, um, yeah, it was, uh, you know, it was, uh, really didn't know what I was doing. Um, and, uh, I think, I don't know, nowadays with porn, maybe it's different. Maybe people have like, I guess you have very graphic instruction manuals on what sex is like. And I don't know if that makes it more intimidating or less intimidating. I really don't know. Uh, I, I, I think it's pretty interesting and wild, uh, must be very wild navigating this stuff today. So, uh, it always is, it's always nerve wracking. Um, and I think this is a good topic of conversation. Um, I'd love to hear, uh, one of the listeners and my, one of my best friends from this podcast, my man, Tyler Price, um, he held on to his virginity late into his, uh, you know, uh, teenage years and shit. So he, he probably have some cool perspective on this too. Uh, maybe we'll get his perspective on this in a future podcast. He's definitely going to come on here and he's the one that puts a thousand comments on SoundCloud on each one. So shout out to my man, TP, um, um, but, uh, yeah, I was pretty eager to, uh, get in and get some stuff going. Um, and, uh, it was cool to just kind of like get that experience out of the way. Um, and then, uh, but yeah, it was kind of like a one night standish type of thing. Um, as you can tell, based on the fact that her boyfriend was getting out of jail. Um, and, uh, uh, let's see. And then, uh, I had a relationship with a girl in uh, in high school, and you know my first real girlfriend. Who uh, well, I had a, I had a lot of girlfriends like since since uh, since middle school and then high school and even elementary school. I've always been like a real romantic and really like I want to marry every girl that I dated. Um, and uh, you know, talk about oh, we're gonna get married, blah, blah blah. I was like very cute and innocent and naive, um, and I had a. a cool relationship with a girl in high school and, uh, you know, had, uh, she was a virgin actually. And, uh, we, uh, we ended up kind of exploring sex together and that was really fun and really cool. Um, and I think it's good, man. I think that, you know, we're, we're obviously wired to have sex, um, at a young age, our hormones just start ripping and raging. And, um, I think that just try to connect with a cool person and you know, that, that, that you like as a friend, you know what I'm saying? Like that, that, you know, and, and you trust, um, not like this is my friend, let's experiment with sex, but like that you have a crush on, but that you like, you think is like a cool, trustworthy person. And, um, you know, uh, just kind of go with it, go with the flow, let it happen organically. You know what I'm saying? I mean, uh, I, I don't know to what extent you're practicing this abstinence. I don't know if you're like not doing kissing and feeling and stuff like that, but, uh, 
yeah, just go with the flow. Um, you know, obviously, um, you know, doing it in a, in a safe manner is always a good call. You know, you definitely don't want to have kids early. But, uh, yeah, get into it. Get into that oral sex, uh, mutual oral sex, um, and, uh, and uh, you know, having, uh, you know, easing into having sexual intercourse. I think, it's a, I think it's a good natural thing to do in the right circumstance. I think a lot of people can get in trouble with it and a lot of people abuse it. Um, I, I don't know, uh, where you say you don't want to have a relationship, uh, and you just want to screw, I think that could maybe lead to some drama in your life. I mean, I guess drama comes with relationships anyway. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, I think that it's one of those things that, and shout out to everybody that has the views where they want to wait. Um, you know, I had this idea that I only wanted to be with three girls in my life when I was young. Um, I was like a very unorthodox dude. Um, cause I was like, I wanted to have sex. I was totally down with it, but I, I thought like, you know, first of all, I thought like if I only have sex with one person in my life, that'd be the most amazing thing. Cause I'm like, uh, I'm a kind of like, I can be an extremist and I'm definitely an idealist. Um, so, uh, these were the things I was thinking about when I was coming up, I had a very like fairy tale vision of, of uh, romance and all that stuff. Um, so, uh, so yeah, I thought like, oh, if I only have sex with three people in my life, to be perfect. And the third person I will marry and blah, blah. And, um, you know, obviously that didn't happen. Um, I did, I, I never had casual sex up until the time that I went to LA. Um, I was engaged to a girl and it fell apart and I was just totally heartbroken and devastated. And I kind of just gave up on, uh, the relationship thing for a hot second, um, and uh went on uh okay cupid and uh and shit and uh that stuff was really popping off when i was in la and obviously la is like a just a you know very um fertile ground let us say for that kind of uh activity and uh i had, I had a great time i started going out with uh you know i got like three or four girls that i was going out with every week and just you know uh having more casual relationships and uh and then um, it was funny because I kind of I I I I was more heartbroken than I've ever been in my life, and I've had some bangers. Uh, I've definitely had some big heartbreak, um, being that I wanted to marry every girl that I went out with and all this stuff, and it kind of culminating in meeting this girl that I really felt was the one, and getting engaged, and uh, moving to LA together, and then. Uh, and then she uh, just hated LA, and uh, you know, kind of fell apart, and and uh, she ended up leaving. And so I said, fuck it, I'm going to casually date. And uh, I think I kind of like got that out of my system in a way that it was cool. Like I was like, oh, wow, this is actually pretty cool to do. This is like a different way to operate on. And this is kind of a fun thing. So I'm glad I came to it later in life. You know, this was in my late 20s um, when I was kind of more responsible and shit. I think if I had been having casual sex when I was a teenager, that would have been a little... uh, that could have been a little insane, but I don't know. I mean, I had friends in high school that were just totally killing it and, uh, you know, crushing that puss, um, <laughs> or butthole, whatever. Uh, I've never had anal sex uh, in my life. Full disclosure. Um, the idea of getting shit on my dick sounds gross. I remember my older brother back in the day was like, anal sex is awesome. As long as you don't get shit on your dick. And I was like, that sounds disgusting. Um, so I still never had anal sex. Don't really have a lot of desire to do that. Love having vaginal sex, though. Absolutely love it. Um, and me and my wife have fantastic sex. Like outer space, wild ass, 
uh, not even wild ass sex because I'm not like a real kinky person, but just like really like just dope. And she 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 doesn't want me to talk about her on the podcast too much. She's a private person, but I just will say that we have an amazing sex life, and sex can be one of the greatest, most inspiring, most magical, most deep ways to connect with somebody. Um, so I think when you're when you're coming at it from that perspective, it can it can really enhance your life. Um, but yeah, I went on that little spree. Um, for a couple of months, uh, and then, uh, ended up meeting my wife on OkCupid and immediately, um, you know, kind of shut down, shut, shut all the rest of it down. You know, I was, I was having a great, and it's kind of a testament to, to, to how strong our connection was and how quickly we just, you know, just fell in love with each other. And we decided to have, uh, our son Wolfie within the first week of meeting and, it's so wild because it was one of those things where, you know, it's that cliche where I gave up looking for, uh, you know, love, looking for my soulmate um, for, for a time because I was living in L.A. and I had already bought the property back in Vermont. And, uh, you know, I was like, I was like, man, I'm not going to find a girl that's going to want to go back to L.A. I'm leaving soon. Like, I'm just going to have some casual relationships and be out. Um, and, you know, there's other side stories to this and it's a little, there's more in depth to it and whatever, but. Um, you know, it's, it's that cliche where when I stopped looking for my wife, then boom, she walks up to me off an okay Cupid, uh, connection. And, uh, there we are. And we were just like, holy shit, we found each other. Uh, let's have a baby now. Um, and, uh, and, and that's all worked out fantastically. Uh, in April, it will be our, what's eighth wedding anniversary or something seventh or eighth jesus christ i don't even know but it's that's crazy uh my longest relationship previous to that was three years i dated one girl in college for three years and um you know know, of course thought we were gonna get married and was really heartbroken when we broke up and stuff and then she started dating she lived across the hall from me and then started dating this other dude and we would ride the elevator together and i just wanted to murder that guy every day even though he's a great guy he's super nice guy and super creative and super cool but i had such a grudge against him for such a long time i he was my nemesis and i really did want to murder him um but of course i didn't uh or did i no i didn't um and uh i'm just rolling on this my fucking my my half my half aware brain is just fucking unloading. Oh, another really funny thing about about losing my virginity um on my parents' bed is uh to that girl when I was 15 was that um I, since I didn't come um like like I must have like been halfway there or whatever and later on when I went to take a piss um I peed and like my urine was cloudy cuz it was like the semen was in it I guess or something but I was like wholeheartedly convinced that I had AIDS cuz I think we had, had I think we had had sex without a condom cuz I just like didn't know what the hell I was doing and um and uh and uh and and so I was pissing this cloudy piss, and I was like, and and my uncle had died of AIDS. Um, I had a gay uncle who, uh, you know, in the in the eighties had gotten AIDS or whatever, and uh, I think he died in the early nineties or something. Or yeah, so it would have would have not been too much. They uh, he he would have died probably a couple of years before this, and. Uh, and uh, it was just on my radar, I guess. And uh, I was like, I remember my, my parents came home and I told my mom, I was like, mom, I have AIDS. <laughs> and she was like, uh, tell me why you think you have AIDS. And she uh, talked me off the cliff and said that, uh, you know, I definitely didn't have AIDS and that, um, or I probably didn't have AIDS. Uh, and uh, I think I went and got 
some, I can't remember if I got some tests or whatever, but, um, she also told me that she really didn't appreciate me having sex on their bed and that I should not do that again. I was like just a really, you know, uh, like I said, a really naive kid. And so, you know, I was just, you know, <laughs> this is just how naive kids act, I guess. Um, but, uh, but yeah, that was really funny. And then I'm trying to think of what else comes to mind. I remember that, um, fucking, I remember that when me and my, me and my, uh, real, real first girlfriend, my first sexual girlfriend, um, I don't want to like put people on blast with names. I don't know if people feel comfortable about that shit, but, um, I remember that she was a virgin. So when we first tried, um, we couldn't get it in. Um, and then, oh, the two things I remember that I think her dad had, her dad must've been, she was actually adopted and, um, her dad must've had a a bang and donk because he had like I we tried to put on one of his condoms and it didn't fit like it was like a magnum and like I just have like a straight average size dick like you know so I put it on and it didn't fit and I can't remember if we like got another one or if we tried to cinch it up or something like that but then we tried to have sex in it and she was so tight that it didn't even fit and uh eventually uh we were able to have sex and I just remember that our sex was like really cool and playful and laid back and it was like i don't know in in a lot of ways one of the most like like when you think of of sex when you're a teenager like you know when you when you're thinking about it you're like or like this like when you're like oh when i get married it's gonna be cool because we can have sex every day and of course like that doesn't happen when you're married uh but uh but um or maybe it does but you know it doesn't happen to me um not every day um, but we do have, me and my wife have a great sex life, like I said, and, uh, which I think is very important. I think it's very important to keep a, a good sex life alive uh, with your, with your significant other. I think it's a big part of it. You know what I'm saying? Some people can get a little stagnant in relationships and I've definitely been there where the sex drops off. And, and a lot of times that's the, that's the end of, you know, that can lead to the end of a relationship. So, um, you know, even when things get mundane, you got to keep that deep sexual connection. Um, uh, oh, fuck, I went on a tangent and forgot where I started from. Um, so, oh yeah, but just that it was really cool. I remember like, sometimes I would just be like, I would like just look at Playboys while she gave me a blow job. Like we're like, oh, what if I like just looked at like what, you know, we would just mix it up. We'd do all this different, this is like super chill. We'd just be like hanging out and having just fun oral sex and like looking at a Playboy and like laughing about it and like both looking at it. Like just, just super chill vibes. And um, of course it ended where she cheated on me and I was devastated. Um, and uh, I think that also set me up for being a super loyal uh, person, um, you know, just just uh, really not wanting to ever cheat on anybody or get with somebody that that was in an active relationship. Um, even though I just said the girl that I lost my virginity to had a boyfriend in prison, but it, it was my understanding that they were split up and that they were going to get back together. And I think it evolved over time. Like I think like after the fact, she told me that now nah, they kind of were together. <laughs> Or whatever. I don't remember all the details. This is a long ass time ago. I'm what, 37? I'm 37, I think. So this was like 22 years ago. Fuck, dude, you're 18 years old. I'm talking about shit that happened before you were even born, sonny. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, so those are some of my uh, funny early experiences with sex. Um, 
and uh and then uh yeah just like you know i've had a had a bunch of cool relationships since um and uh you know relationships a lot of different stuff i've had a lot of really wacky relationships there's a lot we can actually get into i won't dive into all of it now because i'm gonna try to answer this question more specifically um but i've had some really crazy relationships i got into the online dating stuff early and long distance relationships and experimenting with that too and um and had some uh, very met some very wacky people and had some very interesting circumstances arise. I've always been very adventurous and very like, uh, you know, even when I was a kid, I thought, I remember thinking and telling people like, what if, what if the, what if, what if my wife is, what if the, what if the person that I'm, I've always thought there was someone I was looking for one person. Right. And, uh, and of course I found her, the lovely Athena bandit. And, uh, and, and I thought, what if the person that I'm supposed to marry is on the other side of the world? How will I find her? Um, and, uh, you know, she kind of was, she was on the other side of the country. Uh, she was growing up in LA, uh, which it might as well be the other side of the world from, uh, from rural Western Massachusetts, you know what I'm saying? Growing up in the woods, she was growing up in Hollywood, um, uh, so that's, that's pretty funny, but, um, but yeah, so, uh, yeah, we'll get into some other relationship shit, um, on this podcast. I love it. That's what, that's what also made me want to field this question on the podcast. I think this would be cool, uh, introduction to, uh, starting to talk about some more relationship stuff, uh, on the podcast. Um, so, uh, feel incent. He, he says he, uh, let's see there are factors used to practice abstinence. So shout out to abstinence. Definitely not a bad idea. Um, you know what I'm saying? Uh, but I don't feel like, uh, but I, but now I don't, and I feel like I'm wasting my life. Well, you got a long life to live, bro. So like, you don't need to be like, you know, you got, you got plenty of time, but I know that hormonally, it definitely must feel like you're just like ready to bust. Um, hopefully you masturbate. Uh, I think that's definitely a good way to do it. Um, you know, what you masturbate to, I guess is a choice. Um, uh, you know, masturbating to internet pornography. Um, even though I do it, I always know that mm, there's an element to it that does, that seems weird evolutionarily. And I heard a cool, uh, like, uh, this American life or a podcast or a radio lab or something about how there's something weird about there's something weird with your programming about seeing all the different people, like, like masturbating to the, all these different women and having them all like, 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 uh, technologically available to you and all these different faces and, and, and having all these sexual experiences with all these like visages of all these different women is like very scattered, uh, from a, from a evolutionary standpoint where that, that abundance would never have been available to you before. And it kind of short circuits some of your wiring, almost like, you know, how like, we're not meant to be just like eating sugar foods all the time and stuff. And our body is like getting all obese and fat. I think there is something that can your mind, your, your, your brain and your sexual desires and your relationship models and stuff can kind of probably get obese and all out of whack and all fat from watching too much porn. So, uh, I don't know if I'd recommend that. Um, even though I should probably practice what I preach with that and, uh, and, and kind of get off that as well. But I grew up, you know, with, with porn, with, with magazines and stuff. I've talked a little bit, me and Jesse Moynihan got into that a little bit. It was a very popular podcast. People love that. Uh, where we were talking all that sexy stuff, me and Jesse Moynihan getting real sexy with it. The porn in the woods hit a lot of people right in the balls and in the vaginas and the clits that, that resonated with a lot of people. Um, 
But uh, yeah, so uh, yeah, I think masturbation is good. Uh, that's a way to get some of this stuff out. Um, so I feel intense sexual frustration every now and then with no satisfying release. So masturbation probably help with that. Um, and also like, I mean, you know, maybe just start with having oral sex with girls. You know, um, I'm I'm assuming he said girls here. Uh, could be guys too, right? I don't really know. Um yeah, but whoever you're going for, um, you know, guys or girls, like just uh, I would say like, you know, start with the uh, with the heavy petting, you know, ease into it. You don't need to go right into hardcore triple penetration, anal sex, uh, gang bangs um, with gag balls and all that stuff. Um, also, I will go on record saying I really have always been turned off and really don't like the abusive porn stuff. I definitely have never indulged in that. Um, I like pretty straightforward porn stuff. So I would recommend that you don't indulge in that because i think that's like a really reinforces abusive behavior in our culture and i think that's negative um look at me here i am on my soapbox man look at this well i do think of this podcast as something that'd be really funny for my kids to listen to in the future my kids will listen to this when they're teenagers and be like dad you're a fucking idiot um It'd be so weird if my dad had had a podcast when I was growing up. That'd be so cool to like listen to my dad's podcast where he's like just like, saying everything he's ever done before. What a fucking nut. All right. Um, let's see. So uh yeah, I would I would jump in with some like oral sex, some sucking on them chesticles, you know, titties or man chest, uh, you know, uh uh, I mean, if you're into butt stuff, go for some eating that fucking butt. Uh, that's I've had my salad tossed once, and I thought it was disgusting. Um, not into it. Uh, but if you're into that, more power to you. Hallelujah. Um, uh, let's see. Yeah, I would get into some, 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 some eating some genitals uh sucking on some jennies uh that's a good place to start um and go with the flow in a responsible way like i said if you're with someone that you're into and you trust and uh you know obviously relationships can bring out the worst in people they can bring out the best in people and the worst in people so you know you are always playing with fire on that level um of 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 eventually down the road seeing the worst in people with this stuff but like this is just part of it we are animals man i think one of the big things in this that people forget there's this weird thing where like, you know, we are weird about sex in our culture, but then our culture is like hypersexualized. Like everything is all the advertising plays to those sexual. Again, it's like that, 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 that weird thing that's happening when you're watching porn and you're seeing all these different women that you would never actually experience in the wild unless you're, you know, one of the most famous people in the world. Um, like uh, Russell Brand or whatever, these sexaholic dudes that are just fucking banging it, or these NBA guys like shout out Will Chamberlain banging like ten thousand chicks or whatever. Um, you know, I think that uh, you know, there is that weird kind of sh- almost sugar based response. Uh, you know that you can that you can activate in yourself where uh, you know where where the advertising is hypersexualizing everything in our culture and making us super fucking horny all the time but then we're supposed to be really responsible with our relationships and respectful of people and 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 women don't want to be seen as sex objects but then like in every ad there's like a sexualized woman or a sexualized man and it goes both ways i mean i was really self-conscious when i was growing up um, because i wasn't uh, you know i was a gawky um, 
you know, lanky, goofy guy with big teeth and it wasn't strong and I was silly and I wasn't particularly great at sports. I loved sports, but I was only mediocre. I always played on the B team, came off the bench on the B team. And, you know, I was, uh, you know, just have an average size dick. I do not have a porn dick. Um, and I'm uncircumcised. I went into some of that, how I was really self-conscious about you know, being uncircumcised, uh, growing up. Um, uh, and, uh, cause most people are circumcised. And, and when I was growing up, a lot of guys would just like joke about it and talk about it and, and, and make fun of, you know, people that weren't circumcised for being different and shit like that. And, uh, you know, and then just like the, the fact that when you are looking at porn, you're only seeing just big ass dicks you know you if you see a, a dude with an average size dick like a six inch dick in a porn like it looks it doesn't look big it looks like it looks small you know what i'm saying but like that's average so like you know you, like you just see monster dicks and shout out to monster dicks i mean you know i definitely have friends with monster dicks um and uh i'm all about you know i'm fucking happy for them you know i'm I, lo- I love it um you know i think every guy on some level because of our culture has that fantasy of being a fucking just a fit dude with a fucking yanked hog fucking fat dick um you know i think probably if you if if you ask a lot of guys what their first wish would be to be to have a just a fat old dick um and again that doesn't guarantee you're gonna have good sex that doesn't guarantee you're gonna meet the right girls and stuff like that so really at the end of the day at the beginning of the day at the beginning of the night at the beginning of the sexual experience probably doesn't have actually a lot to do with you know your overall happiness um other than in that superficial way um, or if you want to star in porns. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so, you know, I was growing up, you know, just, you know, a lot of self-consciousness going on about this shit. So it goes both ways. So, you know, there's just weird things going on with what you think you should be in our culture and then what you are in relationships. And, um, you know, I don't know if that's a little bit of the trepidation, if, if any of that touches on the trepidation that you're feeling, um, with, uh, with these, with this relationship shit. But, uh, don't hesitate, man. I mean, you say here you got a you got a good uh, social life with lots of friends. Um, you know, uh, you got a part time job. You do you know you do decent in school. So it sounds like you got everything going for you, man. Um, I would just uh, you know if, I'm sure you got a girl or a guy that is that you've got your eye on that's cute and funny and and that you you have those feelings for. Um, don't be afraid to get shot down. Just go over and talk to him. The worst thing you're going to do is, uh, you know, just, you know, get a, get a no. And that's cool. You know, especially if you're not acting some type of way, like being like this macho dude and all this shit, um, you know, and, and you're going to react badly to being shot down and shit. Just go for it, man. Um, you're going to know pretty quickly whether someone has mutual interest in you. And a lot of times you can even gauge it without, uh, making a, overt advance you can just kind of like just just like just like try to talk to that person a little more and see if you have common interests and see if like they engage you back like you're talking to them and like they're really if they're as enthusiastic about talking to you as you are enthusiastic about talking to them then you know you're probably in the same ballpark and like you can probably you know kind of try to bring it to the next level see if they want to go to the movies or whatever um you know uh, take them on a nice old-fashioned date you know what i'm saying or do people just Netflix and chill now? I don't know. I always think it's cool to go out. Go out to the mall, you know what I'm saying? Take them out to the food court. Um, you know, hit them up. Uh, you know, go through some stores. You know, just indulge in each other's common interests. You know, that's what, just really what it's about. Relationships are about, you know, I think 
sex is so highlighted in our culture, but like you're going to have good sex with people that you're into, you know what I'm saying? Like the, the worst sex I've had in my life are like one night stands with people that I don't know a lot about and, and that I don't have a great connection with, you know what I'm saying? And those are the sexual experiences that like, you're like, "Mm, if I could take that off the table, I probably would. Like that was totally meaningless. And like, hopefully nothing bad came of it. You know, hopefully I didn't get, hopefully I wasn't doing it unprotected. Hopefully I didn't have, hopefully that person, you know, isn't going to come back and, and, and be a burden, you know, stalk me in my life or some shit like that. You know, like you want to, you want to have relationships with people that you think are cool, whether you're like going to have a long-term relationship and a committed relationship, or just like if you're going to be engaging in the most intimate acts with people and putting your, making yourself vulnerable and making yourself available to that person on that level, do it with someone that you're into, you know what I'm saying? Even if you're not trying to have a long-term committed relationship, you know, and if, if you are coming from this, it sounds like there might be some religious background in here involved in the beliefs. I love to hear that you're kind of deviating from that because I, I I do discourage people from just grabbing any template, uh, you know, saying this is these religious views are my beliefs and this is the template that I'm going to live my life through. Like whether it's religion, whether it's mainstream reality, whether it's any of these things, you know, don't just grab a template and and try to j- try to fit yourself into it because you ain't going to fit. You know what I'm saying? You might be trying to fit a square dick into a round butthole. And that shit just ain't going to work. Um, you know, so I love to hear you, uh, you know, going out on your own. And listen, you have these these ideas and these urges and these these insights for a reason, right? These are things that are going to, this is your destiny. These are things that are all these things combined, your thoughts, your desires, your hormones. You know, we are, we think of ourselves as this individual. I am Dan Bandit. I am Gosher. You are anonymous dude, uh, anonymous horny dude, ready to bust you know saying shout out to uh to to the fighter and the kid brian callen ready to sounds like you're just ready to bust um you know that that's all part of you man and like you know you think of yourself as this one person but um you know really you're like you're more like all these different kinds of bacteria and and chemicals and hormones and adrenaline and all this shit that's all these things that you are um you know so uh so you have to listen to those signals and follow those you can't repress I'm not into the idea of repression. I'm definitely in the idea of discipline. You want to think about the moves you want to make and you want to be disciplined with them, have self-discipline. Uh, I think the people that are out there just just fucking everything, I think you're going to slowly just lose your ability or very quickly, depending on how fast you're fucking, you're going to quickly lose your ability to have a great, intimate, committed relationship with somebody. I don't know. I, I Maybe not, but like that's just my perspective and that's what I was afraid of. Like You might just get so desensitized to that uh that that intense thing like you know if you do something all the time then it makes it less special right so like I, i'm a big fan of like keeping it deliberate keeping it special um and uh that's what i'm saying like you know pick a special person to do this stuff with don't just fucking throw that deck don't just slang that dick to anybody you know what i'm saying um pick pick some special people to fucking share your fucking uh your your tube steak with you know what i'm saying you're gonna throw a little tube steak on the grill you know what i'm saying you want to only have the finest company uh in attendance um so uh, yeah but it sounds like you know you got your and, and don't be afraid dude like you know so what is it you say you don't want to come off you don't talk about it with anybody you keep your virginity a secret 
that sounds like some shame shit. I wouldn't do that. You know, um, that's the shit where I would get caught up, you know, being worrying about shit and keeping it to myself. And man, you know, is my dick big enough? Is a girl going to be turned up on my foreskin? Uh, you know, is, uh, you know, because I'm a skinny fucking goofy dude with big teeth, you know, you know, the things that you keep inside and you do that kind of shaming, that self-shaming thing, this circumstance that I am is not good enough. Guess what, dude, you're good enough. You know what I'm saying? The things that I was worried about had zero impact on, you know, the, the relationships that I've had. Um, you know what I'm saying? I mean, I do remember that one, the first girl that I hooked up with did talk shit in school that I had a small dick and that I didn't, uh, you know, that I, that it was the worst she'd ever had and i'm sure it was because it was not it was not um uh spectacular at all and i definitely did not have a a real erection so uh you know that was the worst it got um and uh, but again it's like who fucking cares man if someone's talking some shit at school and and this and that you know it can feel like that's your world and it can feel like um you know that this is gonna um you know define you it's not dude nothing that you do at this age is gonna define you you know what i'm saying unless you murder someone and go to jail you know or rape somebody don't get so horny that you're out there fucking raping and being a creep show definitely don't be creepy that's uh definitely some advice you know be cool with it you know what i'm saying be a cool fucking dude like be nice be funny um you know i've always had a sense of humor and i've always used that um to uh to woo the ladies um and uh and and just being yourself man like um if if you're yourself with people and they make fun of you and they don't like you then they're not your real friends man and and you can, they can go fuck themselves and they can go fuck themselves in the fucking asshole and get aids from it and i I shouldn't make an aids joke shout out to anybody who's uh struggling with the hiv virus it's not a joke but actually i do make a lot of aids jokes it comes out of uh you know i think watching my uncle die of aids um but anyway (laughs) i digress i digress i do think that you can joke about anything i don't think rape jokes are off limits i don't think aids jokes are off limits i know a lot of people disagree with that and i totally respect it um i uh notoriously got in trouble uh you know on cartoon brew did this whole fucking expose about me making rape jokes and uh online and uh, there was a lot of blowback from that a lot of people got mad at me about about that um i don't think rape is funny i don't think aids is funny but i do i think humor is there to joke about horrible things i think that that's the way that you deal with things and i do know people have been raped and i do know people that have died of aids and it wasn't funny none of it's funny but uh you know just like you joke about the holocaust or joke about everybody jokes about murdering people okay it's not no one's ever been like oh my god i can't believe you said you wanted to fucking you're joking about murdering someone no one gives a fuck about that and uh that could also be construed as worse you know what i'm saying so i don't know the here here we go rambling again rambling again uh let's see we got over oh, an hour in and i'm gonna fucking i got about a half an hour before my vid chat starts so we're gonna wrap this up um i do have some more listener questions to get to i know uh oh shit i didn't do my fucking shout outs up in the beginning i'm gonna have to do that um Shout out to Jesse Kukuka Donnie from the from the podcast. I know you have uh, homesteading questions that I still have to answer. I probably won't try to fit them into this podcast, but I will get to them in the future. Uh, if anybody else has sent me questions, I will try to get to them and uh, and definitely. Um, you know, if you have, if anybody has questions about anything, you know what I'm saying? About me, about life, about anything. That's what this podcast is all about. It's about connecting, building friendships. 
Uh, I, if you want to know what I think about something, I will share it with you. I love getting personal. I've said a lot of super personal shit on this podcast. Um, you know, I'm, I'm all about it. I'm all about be just putting it out there. I'm, I'm, I'm now very, I'm a person that's very self-confident now, completely comfortable with who I am, how I am. And, and the things that I've been through and the things that I've done have all been a part of that. So I love talking about it. You know what I'm saying? Cause I want everybody to be comfortable with who they are. I think that a lot of people, I think most people probably aren't really comfortable with who they are in this world um, because of all the weird pressures that we have um, in mainstream reality, all of these just like totally ass backwards notions and shit. Um, so, uh, you know, um, I ask me cause I will answer it. Um, let's see. So, uh, yeah, shoot your shot, man. You know what I'm saying? If you've got a job, you're good, doing good at school, you've got friends, then like, dude, it's up to you, man. Just fucking don't, be scared of rejection. Don't be scared about people thinking you're weird for being a virgin. Um, trust me, there's a lot of people that are, you know, that, 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 that want to have sex and, uh, you know, are, are held back by various things. So like, just go for it, dude. Go for it, my dude. Um, yeah, shoot your shot, man. Just, you know, and, and talk about it with people. Tell people you're a fucking virgin. You know what? Maybe a girl thinks that's hot and she's like, oh shit, I'm gonna fucking pop his dick cherry. Um, so, uh, yeah, you know, you never know. I mean, like I was a real naive young kid and, and, and you know, one time, like one of the hottest, I was like a freshman and this was this pre, I forget if this was pre losing my virginity. Yeah, I was a virgin. And uh, I don't know if I was broadcasting it. I can't remember. Um, but uh, she definitely knew once we started dating that I was a virgin. Um, and uh, she was the, she was like one of the hottest girls in school. She was a junior. And all these fucking older dudes wanted to bang the fuck out of her. And for some reason, she got a crush on me and we started dating. And uh, I didn't know what I was doing. I was way over my head. She was like buying me shit. She bought me a Fila jacket and these fucking gold earrings and all this shit. And uh, I actually broke up with her because... It was just like she was just I was in too deep. I was way in over my head. Like I kinda liked her, but like I just knew that I mean, obviously she was beautiful and you know, she was like sexy and all this shit, but like, um, you know, I even remember some of the older guys just being like, What the fuck is she doing with you, dude? Like, what a waste. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I was like, I don't know, man. I was I was happy about it, but like again, like we didn't we didn't have because she was older than me and she was just interested in different things than me, it didn't matter that she was like banging hot and, 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 and one of the desirable girls in school because like we just didn't have that much in common and stuff. And I actually broke up with her and she was really upset. She was like, I can't believe you're breaking up with me. And like, you know, it was almost like she liked me more than I liked her. And, uh, you know, it just wasn't going to work. So like, you know, I, I ended up breaking it off with her and, uh, it's much more about just, you know, doing these, having these, it's not about the sex. It's about sharing these intimate experiences with someone that is like on the same wavelength as you is that time. I think that's the key to having good experiences. You don't just want to have sex to have sex. I mean, you could go do that on Craigslist or whatever. Like, you know, obviously, um, you know, you, you want to have a meaningful experience when you're having sex. Um, so, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, like I said, for the 10th, a millionth time, I'm just repeating myself now, but you know, you sound like you've got some things going on. So, you know, you didn't touch on, 
you know, uh, you know, if you're wildly disfigured or anything like that, or if you've got other things holding you back, um, you know, other insecurities, but, uh, you know, just overcome them, man, and just go for it. Cause something will happen. You know what I'm saying? It's just like anything in life with your art career, with your relationships, with, with anything in your life, you got to just go make something happen. If you have the desire for something, don't sit on the sidelines and lament it. Just go out there and, and, and do it. Cause you are going to make something happen. You're going to elicit some kind of response. You know, every, reaction has a reaction whether it's good or bad it's going to give you feedback it's going to give you new information to play off of whether it's a success or a failure they're really the same thing it's going to give you more information on who you are and what you want to do next and what's really important to you so um you know even if it's not gonna be popular with the crowd you're in who fucking cares dude if you have feelings that you want to talk about that isn't going to fit in with your crowd then like find a new crowd bro like you know, if you have best friends that you can't talk about this shit with, like, you know, or if you have really good friends that you start to talk about this shit with, and you're going to find two, one of two things. One, they're either going to get uncomfortable, they're not going to know what to say and, 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 you know, whatever. And, and, or like two, they're going to be like, oh my God, I'm going through the same shit. Like more often than not, if you're really good friends with somebody, they're going to have something cool to say to you, either being supportive of you or they're going to have some similar, even if they have girlfriends and shit, they pro, or boyfriends, they probably have similar, uh, you know, relations, probably similar thoughts and, and reservations and hangups and, and insecurities as you do, man. So, you know, um, that'll probably be helpful also to just talk to your friends about it. You know what I'm saying? And if you have cool relationship with your parents, talk to your parents about it. I used to talk to my parents about some of this shit. Um, you know, they've always been a great resource to me. Um, and, uh, yeah, I mean, and talk to, if you have friends that are girls, it's always great to talk to girls about this, man. I used to, you know, really talk to my friends that were girls about all this stuff. Um, you know, it's, it, they love having conversations with guys about relationship shit and you can get tremendous insight into relationships by just like being friends with girls and talking to girls about this shit. You know what I'm saying? Um, you can get the female perspective on it. Um, do, 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 these things, I have no clue how to navigate the world of sex. Um, I mean, nobody does when they're starting out, man. I mean, you know, nobody knows what sex is until they do it. And it's going to be different for everybody. You know, it's really comes from, it's about where you're coming from and how you're engaging in it. That's going to make it what it is. So, you know, I feel like we've covered that. I don't want to make anyone uncomfortable by coming on too strong. Definitely, yeah, like we said, don't be a creeper. Don't be a Harvey Weinstein up in this shit. You know, fucking jumping out the shower, jacking off. Um, uh, you know, but uh, just be cool. Like I said, start a conversation, engage. If they're if they're meeting you right there with that same enthusiasm, then that's a green light to uh you know, be cool and be like, Hey, you want to go hang out? You know, you ask that, you know, you, if, if, if you're hitting it off and it's going cool, be like, Hey, would you want to hang out sometime? Like, you know, and, uh, if they're into it. They're going to let you know. If not, they're going to be like, whatever. And, you know, they're going to give you some roundabout answer to be nice rejecting you. You know, I mean, there's, there are very little times. I can't think of any time where like I was de de devastated by like, you know, trying to get with a girl or something. I could just not remember any of that. And like I said, I'm like a very, like, I'm like, you know, if you're sitting here thinking, oh, you know, Go Shrimp is a cool guy, blah, blah. Like, I wasn't, I was just like a fucking very average, very awkward, you know, fucking blanky dude. I was like not, a, you know, I was like nothing special. You know, I wasn't like 
wasn't like a fucking total loser or anything. I mean, shout outs to the losers, you know, it's all subjective, but like, I wasn't like one of those kids who, you know, was just destined for failure, you know, and just couldn't do anything right. I was just right smack in the middle, you know what I'm saying? Um, you know, uh, you know, looks wise, I'm, I'm, I'm not, you know, I'm a very average looking dude, uh, on the, on the goofy side. I feel like as I've gotten older and I, I can grow facial hair now, if I shave my beard, I definitely look way goofier. Uh, I look good with facial hair. So like, you know, that helps now. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I'm like, I'm like, a, I'm like Tom Green and Napoleon Dynamite. Uh, and, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm like if Napoleon Dynamite and Tom Green had a baby, I'm somewhere in there. Um, you know, uh, so, uh, you know, um, not the sexiest, uh, men alive and, uh, and still, still pretty on the skinny side. I mean, now I'm a little, little, uh, you know, filled out more, but, uh, you know, still, still on the, on the skinnier side of life. Um, yeah, so that's about it. So, uh, I think that's, I think we covered it pretty well, man. I think I was worried that I might not be able to wrap my head around this since I'm not feeling that great. Um, but yeah, we're an hour, 11 minutes into this. I feel like we crushed that question pretty good. Um, and, uh, if anybody has follow-up questions or, um, you know, whatever, we'll, 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 we'll continue to address these important topics. I think this is really cool that you reached out. Um, so, uh, so, so big shouts. I actually have another, so I have two questions coming up about the homestead shit. So I will get to that. Um, a girl named Rebecca, uh, hit me up through the email and then, uh, Jesse Kukukadani hit me up on the Patreon page. Um, of course, of course, of course, check out the Patreon page. Um, and, uh, yeah, so, uh, now I'm starting to lose it. Um, so (laughs) of course check out the Patreon page. Um, and, uh, Jesus, I'm just doing it again. Jesse Kukagadani on the Patreon page, um, asked me a question about homesteading as well. So I will get to some more questions about homesteading. So if anybody out there has more questions that fit into the homesteading lifestyle and me doing this wacky, crazy thing about, you know, uh, fucking living in the woods with my family and building the house that we're living in extremely slowly and all that good shit, um, hit me up because I will uh, definitely get to that shit in the next question and answer podcast, which will probably won't be this next coming week. Cause like I said, I have trouble doing solo podcasts at my parents' house. I don't know. Just the energy is weird. Like talking to myself in that place. I don't know. Maybe I can get over it. Maybe I can, maybe I can psych myself into it. The, the very room that I lost my virginity and that their, their old bedroom is now the office. And, uh, so that's kind of funny. Um, but yeah, I'll try to think of some more funny relationship stuff to talk about. Um, I've definitely had some really wacky relationships. Um, and uh, and uh, yeah, that'll be a continuing topic on the podcast. And we'll get to more homesteading stuff on the next episode of the Gozer My Friends Podcast. Um, so yeah, hopefully everybody's had a great week. Um, don't forget to... Uh, uh, don't forget to, let's see, set your goals. I have to piss right now. And my brain is starting to, I'm starting to lose my brain here a little bit. Um, luckily vid chatting with my students is, uh, is very natural and easy. I don't have to think too hard about that. And they're all short conversations. I don't have to maintain my, my, my own attention span for this long, but, uh, make sure that you, um, Make sure that you make, 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 make sure, sure, sure that you set your goals for this week, right? I mean, you have seven, you have a miracle in front of you, 
Okay, you have seven fucking days in front of you to shape your destiny. Okay, so get out there, think about what you want to do most with your life, what interests you most, and try to fit in a, a couple little goals. Hold on, I gotta take a fart. Let's see. Oh God, can you hear it? Oh God, can you hear it? Oh God, that was three, and I'm almost peeing my pants now. Um, and I can hear Juniper crying in the background. <laughs> Um, so, uh, what the fuck am I fucking talking about? You know what I'm saying? Just make, set one goal this week. Okay. Do a little something, something that gets you closer to living the best life you can now, given the, given the circumstances of your life. You know what I'm saying? There's always stuff you can do refining, uh, you know, streamlining those habits and routines. Stop procrastinating stop wasting time stop doing uh you know shit that you know is 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 not aligned with your goals and your and your plans and your destiny um and uh and get a little bit closer this week to that dream life full of all the things that interest you and inspire you the most um as always and and of course you know what i'm saying when you're out there doing your thing Try to bring up the people around you, even if they don't look like you, even if they come from different places than you, even if they speak a different language than you, even if they have totally different ideas than you. You know, saying you're both on the quest to live a good life for yourself and be healthy and be happy and feel safe and accepted. Okay. All these things, everybody, you know what I'm saying? I'm not worried about if the dude who asked me that question today has all the same fucking beliefs as me. I could give a fuck. He is a human being. I'm a human being. We have stuff in common. We all have far much more in common. Everything on this planet has much more in common with each other than we have separate, okay? So let's embrace that. Let's stop stirring up the drama. Let's stop fucking dividing ourselves. Let's stop letting these evil, shape-shifting, reptile, alien corporations fucking drive a wedge between us and turn us against one another. It doesn't matter what your differences are. It matters what your what your similarities are, where the connections are. That's the real shit, okay? Um so make sure that you fucking uh do that um and uh and uh let's see apply to Ghost Scout training camp if you're interested. Um applications on the website, okay? Um and uh what else what else what else what else what else um applications on the website um uh if anybody is interested in signing up for the next rounds of the 12 week online group workshop it's going to take place uh next fall and then um the following uh winter so we we're going to have rounds 4 and 5 are going to be fall and winter and right now um through the website you can sign up for a uh notification of exactly when those uh spots become available you can be the first to know and the first to grab those spots um so uh hit me up we've already got some people interested in that um for the next rounds of the workshop next fall and winter um and uh let's see ghost go training camp we said that and uh if you want me to illustrate for you album covers whatevs uh hit me up you know what i'm saying i've got a bunch of jobs lined up but you know 
we're I'm always looking to line up more jobs. You know what I'm saying? I'm a freelancer. I'm always out here hustling, 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 hustling. So uh hit me up if you if you need some of what I got. I got the magic in my fingers, you know what I'm saying? It's uh to quote uh Vulcan Ozdemir, I don't know what's happening with my hand, but it's dynamite. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to the UFC. Banging fights last night. Who are my UFC homies at? Woo, big fights last night, big KOs, brutal. Loving it. Um, that's about it. Uh, I am. Uh, let's see. Maybe we'll just tack on the shoutouts to the end of this pod. We'll 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 switch it up. Um, since I'm already here and I'm already about to fucking piss my fucking pants, I got 15 minutes left um, before my shit starts. So let's just tack them on at the end. Um, there's no reason we why we can't mix it up. Um. We will keep doing them in the front of the podcast, but uh, I'm already here, so I might as well just shout them out. So big shout outs, as always, to the $1 members. You know what I'm saying? Um, you are uh, you are super fucking cool for uh, supporting the podcast, showing the love, you know what I'm saying? Keeping the podcast alive for everyone out there in the listening audience all over the world. I love our international listeners. Shout out to the international listeners. Shout out to everybody um, subscribing to this podcast. Shout out to everybody telling a friend to tell a friend about this podcast. Yes, you know what I'm saying? So, um, it that are uh, so shout outs to the one dollar donators uh you are much appreciated um and then uh you know what i'm saying if you donated the two dollar level you get the beef stew shout outs you know what i'm saying we got those coming right up and some people choose to go above and beyond like sarah ball you know what i'm saying coming straight out the 12 week online group workshop um coming in at five dollars an episode that is so generous that is so fucking awesome thank you so much shout out to sarah ball you know what i'm saying um who you know uh we got Yvonne Santiago coming in at that five dollar per episode level. Much fucking appreciated. Going above and beyond. We got at a three dollar level. These people have named, they've gone above and beyond. They went to the two dollar level and then they typed in their own amount that was above and beyond. That's so fucking juicy and badass. Uh, at the three dollar per pot per episode, at a at a three dollar donating three dollars per episode, we've got Zeta. You know what I'm saying? Uh, much appreciated. Um, uh, we've got hey, uh, previous uh guest Anthony Scott uh on the donating. <laughs> God, my brain is fucking out there, man. I'm losing. I'm about to, I think I might be peeing my pants right now. Uh, so shout out to Anthony Scott, uh, great stop motion animator. You know what I'm saying? Oh, another previous guest, Andy Ristino, coming straight off Adventure Time. Big shout out. Big shout out to Ghost Scout Computer Person, a.k.a. Lermy. Uh, big beef stew shout outs beef stew to you that's a vegan beef stew that's a vegan beef stew to anthony scott as well shout out to the vegans i had some wicked delicious seitan this week um so shout out to the vegans um big shout out to shambe right uh up in this podcast donating 
Uh, big shout out over to Burlington to Auto Heaney Illustration. Uh, putting it together. Check them out online. You know what I'm saying? Google all these names and see who these people are because you know they're all dope ass people supporting this podcast. Cool as fuck. Um, you know, maybe someday we'll grow so big that we, uh, that we have live podcasts and, and we can do them and people can come to them. That'd be super fun. Um, big shout out to Michael Garcia. Um, oh, here we go. Coming straight out of New Zealand. We've got Daniel Foothead, an amazing animator, uh, and, uh, Ghost Scout, uh, Sports Magic, and, uh, confirmed to do the Ghost Scout Scout in residency, uh, this year. Cannot wait to have him, uh, stay for three months up in the cabins here. Um, cannot wait to see him doing his thing and, uh, and, 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 uh, being involved with that. Um, big shout out to Alexi Giroux in Canada, straight out of the 12 week online group workshop. So many homies supporting this podcast could not be more thankful. Um, big shout out to Jesse morning, uh, coming straight off adventure time. Ooh, that hurt my throat. <coughs> oh, that was a bad one. Um, uh, the homie as always, obviously check out forming. Um, I support his, uh, Patreon. I also support, um, Andy Restino's Patreon and last podcast on the left Patreon. So, uh, go support, go show the love. Um, shout out to, uh, Ooh, the reigning defending training, go scout training camp, camp champion, beard lips, aka John Mansfield, I know that's a fucking vegan beef stew going out to my man right there, um, shout out to, uh, Mark Osborne, the director of Little Prince and, uh, Kung Fu Panda, uh, Mark Osborne, brother of Kent Osborne, um, we've got, oh, big man, big shout out to Bark the Dog, ruff, 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 you know what I'm saying, taking over the world this year, you better Google that shit, um, shout out to Arguably Art, um, on this shit, uh, Beef Stew, shout out, um, we got another one going all the way overseas to Denmark, to my man, Tryman Hunt, um, over there, friend of Ghost Scout, um, uh, uh, Lady Quantum, aka Luba. Big shout outs, big shout outs. Hope you're doing well. Um, and uh, last but not least, Jesse Kukukadani, one of my favorite names in the world, my God. And uh, hang in there, Jesse Kukukadani. I will be answering your homesteading questions. I'm sorry I did not get to it on this pod. Um, but, uh, it is what it is. You know what I'm saying? I, I didn't want, I didn't want to wait any longer, um, to get this pod to the people. Um, so I snuck it in right here on a Sunday morning and that's about it. So, uh, big shouts to everybody who's listening around the globe and, uh, have a great productive and inspiring week. Talk to you soon.